You're listening to Man Meat Barbecue, the podcast, with your host, Mikey K. Our sponsors are Manbecue and Myron Mix and Smokers. If you don't know who Manbecue is, you better check it out. They're one of the coolest things in barbecue around. We do a meetup on the last Thursday of every single month. Let us take over your backyard. Let's see how much fun we can have. Looking for a new cooker? Look no further than the American-made Myron Mix and Smokers. Maybe you're a backyard enthusiast. Maybe you're a restaurant owner. Maybe you're looking to get into the catering game. They can accommodate it all. So make sure you go over to MyronMixAndSmokers.com and check out your next rig. And when you email them, tell them Mikey from Man Meat Barbecue sent you. So let's not waste any more time and let's get into this fucking podcast. What's up, guys? So we are hanging out with Duck Char. If you've never if you never heard of them before, um, they are a a a duck breast supplier to the world. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, if you, if you go on Instagram, you go check them out. It's all one word, really really simple. Um, but uh, we got Davi on the phone, man. I want to say thank you so much for coming out, hanging out with us chatting barbecue and then we're gonna chat duck i hope i hope we're gonna, we're gonna chat a little bit about that <laughs> oh yeah thank you very much for having me mikey i appreciate it so now what kind of got you into this what kind of got you guys into wanting to sell duck breast yeah so the story behind that actually dates back a pretty long time ago um when i was in college i spent a year in france and i was living in paris and um, I ate a lot of duck, but I was kind of like a, a broad student, so I wouldn't say I was like um, really testing much French cuisine because I was on a student budget. But uh, yep. I ended up coming back, and uh, after college, and I and I lived in Bordeaux, and I was working as like a high school teacher through this exchange program. And Bordeaux, um, funny enough, is like the epicenter of kind of duck production in France. All the farms are like in the southwest around that area. So, like if you went to restaurants, um, they always had lots of duck products. And there were even like these duck farm to table uh, restaurants there in the country where you could eat a menu that was like nothing but duck. And um, one of like the staples of the French diet is is this moulard duck breast, which is like basically as common as finding like a ribeye uh, on an American menu. And it's it it was really shocking to me because um, I'd never really ate a lot of duck before. It was usually duck legs, not duck breast. And uh, it was so good because it reminded me a lot of steak that I would have, you know, different when you live in a when you live in a when you're lucky to live in a cool place for a short period of time, you usually get a lot of visitors and um, anyone that came to visit me would, you know, want to go out to eat. And this was like one of the things that I always had people eat. I'd be like, you got to try this more duck breast. My friends would always love it. My brothers would come out. They'd love it. And, you know, that went on for a while. And I, basically, when I got back to the U.S., um, I wanted to eat it. But I realized it wasn't really readily available anywhere, and most people had no idea what it was. And that was kind of the uh, birth of the idea that we would actually start a duck company. Okay. So what were – I guess my question is what were some of the hardships of starting it considering, like you said, it's not relatively available in the sense in the U.S. A lot of people don't eat too much duck. Duck tends to be a little bit more fatty. Um, and they don't know how to render that fat out correctly without making it kind of almost kind of super greasy. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the, probably one of the trickiest parts was just um, getting started. So we really started working on it uh, with my brother, Josh. He's the one I, who, who I started the company with. 
um, I, I was back in the U.S. a few years later, and I was in business school, and uh, we were talking about it more and more, and then we started kind of just, you know, you keep, like, pushing it forward a little more. You'll explore something and see if that sounds good, and then you take it a little farther. But um, one of the hardest things is just, like, learning about the product. Um, there's not really any farming, uh, a lot of farming of it that goes on in the U.S. because it's not very popular. So um, I ended up going back to France um, over, like, a Thanksgiving break, I think, when I was in school, and met with some farmers in, like, the southwest of France just to learn about the ducks and stuff like that, and that was kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, back to your point, um, it's really tricky because, you know, you obviously have cooked duck before, but most people in the U.S. who've had duck have only had it, like, in a restaurant setting. Yep. So they have, um, like, no idea how it's prepared um, or cooked. And um, on top of that, you know, the duck that you eat in the U.S. is going to be Pekin duck, which is good, but it's it's kind of like very different from the duck we offer, and that we like we like to say it kind of like skews towards poultry, whereas like duck char or duck breast is really beefy. Um, so even like showing people the way our duck looked when it was cooked was kind of like shocking to some people because that's not how they imagine duck. Um, so just like that learning curve of like building awareness and then teaching people about it is pretty tricky because most people don't have a lot of experience for it and. You know, like you said, like there's some kind of like negative connotations, like it's fatty or tough to run to the fat. And it's just one of those things where you just have to learn how to do it. And it's not actually very hard. It's just it's it's a different type of protein that most people don't think about. You yeah, know, exactly. um, it's not something that um, is, is like you said, is relatively available or really big in the American cuisine. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people who try it like, you know. A lot of, like, their experience comes from, I mean, I'm from Missouri, and I have lots of friends who hunt duck. And, you know, that's not necessarily, like, always the best tasting uh, protein if you're not used to it. Like, a lot of recipes have to do with kind of, like, um, overpowering that gamey flavor that, you know, people who don't hunt aren't used to. So um, it's kind of, like, tricky to, like, get people to try it and be like, this isn't, you know, this is a domestic duck. It's not gamey. It's not really anything like the other, um, you know, duck cuisine experiences that you've had in the past. And I, I agree with you right there is, is the, the, the gaminess of duck that can be there when not cooked properly or not, uh, prepared properly or, uh, even not seasoned properly. You yeah, know exactly. what I mean? Uh, there's so many different little elements that kind of click into play. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like, a lot of people don't know how to cook it. And like, you know, a duck breast, especially a muar duck breast, the meat itself is super, super lean. Um, and you really can't cook it beyond medium rare um, or else it's just going to be way too dry. Um, and, you know, that's tricky too because people like associate duck with chicken, which is poultry. They're both poultry. But um, when you're cooking duck breast, it needs to be medium rare. It's just not going to come out very nice. Um, and that's, that's like another thing that you have to like get people kind of over the hump on, but, um, it's, it's definitely fun, like showing people what they can do with it. If you know what I mean? Oh, no, I, I totally, I totally know what you mean. Um, I think it's very, very cool what you guys are doing. And now obviously you, you guys, do you guys ship to all 48 States? Yeah. So we do everywhere except, um, Alaska and Hawaii. Okay. For obvious purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we, <laughs> we ship ground. So for, for now, while there's no, uh. No roads to Hawaii and Alaska is a little bit too far out of reach. 
I get you. No, I get you. Although we get, we definitely get people who are like, let us know when you ship to Alaska and we will. (laughs) I just think it's, I think it's very interesting what you guys are doing. I mean, you you guys are, I I think you guys are one of the only duck, like duck providers in the United States that I can think of. Um, and yeah, there aren't a lot and definitely there aren't a lot that are like, you know, kind of like we kind of fell into the barbecue community a little more because like in France, when they, when they cook this, you know, like the most traditional way to cook Miller duck breast is just to pan sear um, with salt and pepper, and it comes out really good. But, um, you know, from like interacting with customers, we, you know, saw a lot more people smoking it, which is something we did, but that wasn't even something we originally thought that people would enjoy so much. Um, we were kind of like trying to present the easiest option out there, and it's kind of funny how like, you know, customers will get a hold of your product and, and they'll show you, like, you know, they'll kind of get rid of some of the assumptions that you thought, um, that they had when you were first starting out. So that's been pretty cool. So what, let me ask that question. Kind of we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that. What was the hardest part of educating the customer? Cause I think that's super duper difficult. Um, when you're trying to educate a customer on something new and getting them to spend money on it, you know yeah. what I mean? Because you're not, you can't give free shit to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You can't ship, you can't ship this to people free. That's that, that is a really good point. Uh, you know, I think it's like, like we talked about before, it's this, it's this combination of, like you said, it being kind of a foreign protein. Yeah. And then on top of that, there are lots of folks who are kind of, you know, even if they haven't tried duck, they have like all these different associations with duck, um, like that it's gamey or fatty or difficult to cook. Um, and that like, was very, very tricky to like help people get over. So I think like one of the biggest ways of, you know, com- combating that, um, that can, th- those challenges is like showing people in like kind of a setting that they're familiar with, like on a barbecue pit or on a grill or in a cast iron skill at that, like, this is actually really easy. Um, and, you know, associating it a lot with like, one of the things we say is that like, it really does taste like a nice steak, but with a rich duck flavor choice, because you cook it medium rare, you just sear it. Uh, the texture is the same as steak. Um, and even when it's, um, once it's cooked, the coloring, everything, like we've, we've had people when we've attended like big green egg fest that were like, that's beef. And I'm like, it's not, trust me. So I think it's like that just huge combination of like a bunch of different factors kind of always, uh, working against us, but it's also fun to, to show people that, that there's something different out there that, that, you know, doesn't have those problems when it comes to duck. I will say the first time that we, we did a whole duck, we smoked a whole duck and it, 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 it's one of those things where you really got to be careful on it. Um, because there is so much fat in a whole duck and that skin holds it together so nicely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you just get like this huge kind of almost like fatty, greasy part, just kind of bubbling up into it, which keeps it super moist and it's super good. But, but you hard, hard, you want to get rid of some of that. I mean, exactly. That's the hard yeah. part. Yeah. It's really tricky. And like, you know, like one of the main things, as you know, that you do with duck is you've got to score the skin, but you have to do it like, like I would say like, you know, really carefully because like, especially with like Muar duck breast, these duck breasts are a lot bigger than a pecan duck breast, which is what people would eat here. Like a pecan come out to about seven ounces usually, and ours are like 16 to 17 ounces. And with that, they have this huge layer of fat on the outside. And if you're not really systematic about like putting in as many scoring lines as you can, 
um, you're not going to get that crispy skin finish that people want. And that's disappointing because people don't usually, I mean, some people do, which is fine, but most people like, you know, they love the crispy outside of the duck and, you know, the tender, medium, rare, juicy inside. That's kind of like that nice texture combo that you can't get with a lot of other foods. Yeah, very, very much so. I totally agree with you on that. And it, it gives it a whole different element. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It it really changes the game. I mean, it, it, it like elevates that duck breast. You know what I mean? You get that cr- kind of crunch, but it still has the fattiness to keep all that moisture and the juices in it. And it's just tasting fantastic. Yeah. And then you get like, exactly like that you're hitting it spot on. And then you get this, like, it still has this, what's, what I just love about it is it still has this like really familiar texture and even taste but then you get hit with that like rich duck flavor twist and and the crunchiness of the skin if you do it correctly and that like you know makes it so you're not you're at the end of the day you're not eating a steak you're eating like another kind of meat that you know you don't really have to change your like taste bud or eating preferences to enjoy because there's sometimes you want to try something new but you kind of have to like say like okay like this is different and I have to get over this different part, even though I like, you know, another feature of this, of this type of food. But with, with duck char, you can really just kind of enjoy it right off the bat and you don't have to have like experience cooking or eating duck in the past, I think. And and that's something that's, I think is really exciting about it. Now, when you guys kind of first started and you were, you were getting into the market, kind of getting people to start playing with your stuff and start, start, um, getting that pro uh getting the uh the exposure to it did you guys kind of have pushback on the price point in the sense that nobody really it's one of those meats that not many people have too much experience with so they really didn't understand price pointing for it you know what i mean yeah if you think about it when someone's like listen i know how much a prime steak should cost me did you have to kind of explain that to the customer kind of really teach them the price point? Uh, you know what? That wasn't as big of a challenge because like a lot of other duck that's out there, if you're eating Pekin, um, was priced pretty similarly. And then for the people who were, you know, like kind of like the early adopter folks, they were, you know, more excited about, uh, um, trying like new meats than they were about, uh, like how this priced compared to other things. But, you know, the one thing that's worked is that once people try it, they, they understand. But like you said before, it's, it's always tricky to get people to like, um, go across that bridge, uh, to, to bridge, to bridge that gap rather to, um, to give it a try because people don't have experience with it. So like, it's, it's hard to find something to compare it to. Well, I think that's probably one of the hardest things is when they look at it and they're like, okay, cool. So what am I paying for? Why am I paying this much money? You, you know what I mean? Like they just don't quite understand, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And especially with food, like, you know, you have to like eat food to understand. Yep. You, you, there's no, there's no, there's, you can't skip that step to convince something that something tastes good. Right. I mean, exactly. And then that's why I was just wondering, cause you're kind of, you're not bringing a new product to the market per se, but you are, um, like you right, said, right. The, the the United States market is not huge on it. They don't know much about duck. Yeah, exactly. And when when I say, you know, I'm sure there's people out there right now that are listening to this and they're like, I know tons about fucking duck. Sure, you know a lot <laughs> about duck. Calm down. Um, 
what I'm saying is the vast majority of humans that are out there shopping, when they go to the grocery store, duck is usually not an option. Very, very few butchers or grocery stores carry duck. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, even when we go to, um, like, these big green egg festivals and stuff, you know, there are some people there who, you know, barbecue pretty much more than anyone and cook more than anyone out there. And tons of people we meet have just never cooked with duck because it's not just something it's that easy pops up get. on your radar. Yeah, exactly. And that's a big thing is, like, the supply side of it. It's just not readily available. And, you know, it's funny that it's just not – easy to get for people who we think will like enjoy it so much, which is like people who are grilling and barbecuing and dude, I love duck getting duck. Not, not, not fun. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's almost like the bad outweighs the good sometimes. And you know, that sounds horrible, but it's like every once in a while you get a, you get a taste for it and you're like, man, I just don't want to do what it's going to take to get it. And what you guys did is you made it, Easy. You get yeah, exactly. more mainstream in the sense of, listen, I go online, I order it, I get it. And that, yeah. that's kind, yeah, of, exactly. kind of different. Yeah, and you know, and, and, we, and we really want to show people what they can do with it too because it's like you don't like need new cooking skills to like enjoy this. Like it, it like fits into a lot of people's kind of like protein uh, cooking schedule. Um, their, their wheelhouse type thing almost? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the word. Yeah, and I think that's one of the, I think, beautiful perks of you guys, right? Yeah. Is, yes, it's a new protein, but it's something that you can add to the game, not change. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like something that I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to have to relearn how to cook. Yeah, exactly. Not that that, and I don't want to say that that's like, I mean, I'm sure you like, a, like learning new ways of cooking of stuff course, but like yeah. as far as like convenience like if you want to like it, it's nice to be able to add something that like doesn't like you're saying really require a lot of maybe like sacrifice on your part if, if that if that makes sense no yeah exactly i mean i just like most people do, like they're almost nervous to try stuff yeah i know i know when it comes to food a lot of people get nervous to try stuff Due to um, just the nature of really messing it up and not being able to either eat it and then having to throw it away and then cook something else. And I don't think duck is out of too many people's wheelhouses. Yeah, no, I agree completely. You know, I think I think that's something that you can definitely uh, still play with. And yeah, it's not and, and, and it's easy, easy enough. Yeah. So, wh- what do you recommend? Let, let's let's talk a little bit about cooking. How do you recommend to cook your guys's product? Okay, so we kind of have we we. I think Josh and I both agree on this. The first time you try it, I think it's important to either pan sear it or grill it with just salt and pepper, just so you can get the flavor. Um, like the pure flavor and like, you know, just like really know what it tastes like. Um, like I, I, I honestly love like either grilling it or cooking in a cast iron skillet a lot of times, um, just with salt and pepper, nothing else. Um, and like adding some chimichurri as like a sauce on top. But, um, you know, as I've cooked with it more and more, I, I really like smoking it a lot. Um, it comes out incredible. (laughs) 
Now, when you're smoking the du- the um, the duck breast, how long are we talking about smoking? Because it's not huge. I mean, it's not a big cut of meat. Yeah, exactly. So they're like when you know before you start cooking them, they're about seventeen ounces. So usually I'll smoke it at like two twenty five for sixty to seventy minutes until the temp hits like one twenty. Um, and then at that point I always take it off and I'll, um, uh, sear the skin side, um, until the temp hits one thirty. Um, cause I like, I like searing it afterwards because you just get it. There's something about like, if searing is the final step on this duck, you just, it it makes a big difference with like the crispiness of the skin. So you're almost kind of doing like a reverse sear on that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Although, yeah, yeah. That would be more of it, right? Yeah, yeah, you are. Except I, I won't, I won't cook the other, the meat side of the duck. When yeah, I do yeah, that. you're only just doing but, like one side. But it's, it, it's almost like a half reverse. <laughs> reverse yeah, sear. yeah, it's like a, it's like a, 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 a 50, 50, 50 smoke reverse sear kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> but I like that. Um, and, I, that I, and that comes out really good. Um, I don't know. That's like that's usually my go-to when I have more time. And now, we've you, like found people who like to barbecue really, really like smoking it. So that's been cool. Do you, um, do you put this when you're putting it on the cooker for, for the kind of like the, the smoking part of it, do you leave the fat side up so that the fat can render down? I'm only, yeah. I know, I know a lot of people and we've talked about this on previous podcasts. Um, me and the barbecue Buddha talked about it, and it, it's all preference at the end of the day. But it, it really comes down to kind of where your heat source is. If your heat source is coming right underneath your um, your protein, having that fat down sometimes can be that nice kind of barrier, right? Yeah. Uh, to keep you know to keep the uh, to keep the meat from overcooking too fast. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, and you know, the, the, one of the, the tricky things, um, that people have with duck, especially duck chars, because that layer of fat is so thick. If you turn the skin down, um, and you're not careful to make sure you're over an indirect heat source, um, that thing will light up pretty fast because just so much fat renders out of it. I was going to say the, the, I mean, duck has a lot of fat. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. It just has a lot of fat. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, you know, like when it, like when it goes back to when you're pan searing it, like so much fat comes out of this duck that you want to actively ladle out the fat um, while you're cooking it because when you flip it over, you don't want that fat to be that rendered fat to be in the pan, or else you're essentially just frying a piece of duck. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Yeah, like because when, when you cook one of these things, people are sometimes like shocked by how much um, how much rendered fat you can collect um, just off a single duck breast and. I guess some people do like cooking in the fat, but it, it, it's almost a little too much um, for most folks because it just kind of like overpowers the whole flavor um, with just, you know, the delicious duck fat richness that is duck fat. And, I mean, duck fat's becoming a big thing to cook with. I've always kind of used it. Um, one of my good friends who's a chef makes this amazing duck fat turkey every every new – or. Um, New Year's, what am I saying? Every uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, that sounds pretty good. (laughs) uh, It's kind of his thing, right? So we're always like, yeah, how do we go over there and get some turkey? (laughs) Does he he base the turkey with duck fat? Yes. Oh, that sounds pretty nice. (laughs) It's it's fantastic. And it it gives it like, 
I'm not a huge fan of turkey because I feel like turkey really doesn't have much flavor. Um, it is, I feel like it has less flavor than even chicken. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm just not a huge fan of it. And his turkey, it's just like, man, it's amazing because the, because of the duck fat. The duck fat is what makes it. Yeah, it's refreshing to hear that because I always say, like, you know, I'm not trying to hate on the turkey lovers, but um, turkey, turkey is just like it's not served at restaurants usually for a reason to me. <laughs> well, it's not served because it doesn't have any fucking flavor. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it, 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 that's the hard part, man. Like when you have no flavor, people will be like, eh, it lacks flavor. It's like, no, it doesn't lack flavor. It just doesn't have any. Yeah, and most of the recipes for turkey are like how to not screw up the turkey in this way. You know, it's not how to make an amazing turkey. It's how not to dry out your turkey. How to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, because in, in turkey, on the opposite end of of duck, has very little fat. Yeah. And I think that's what, like, unfortunately, the, the American cuisine diet is loaded with saturated fats. It's never loaded with good fats. And they and they don't understand, and they were like, well, we got to stay away from fats. We got to stay away from fats. Not all fat is created equal. Yeah, and fat is flavor. <laughs> and fat is definitely flavor. But so many people for the longest time, I think, pushed away from duck because there is that fat cap and they don't understand what to do with it. And they don't understand that there's flavor in there. And it's like duck fat isn't really bad for you. Yeah, and they don't know that the meat itself is actually like really, really lean. That always like surprises people. I don't, I don't think they imagine duck press as being marbled. But I also think like a lot of people don't even like really know what it is. You know, like they just – it comes out like maybe they ordered a restaurant and it comes out with like a sauce on it um, and it's pretty good. But they like don't know how it got from like the raw product to like on their plate or, and those steps that happened. And, and that's pretty tricky. I think I think you're definitely correct on that is they don't – they have – they just don't understand it. Yeah. And they fear what they don't understand. Yeah, exactly. And if they um, don't it, understand it there, they're definitely not going to understand it at home to cook it themselves. Yeah, and you also don't want. I mean, I can I can I can relate to people who don't like. No one wants to pick up like a a premium meat and like not know how to cook it and, and ruin it or something like that. That's, exactly. You know. And then, and they, I mean, you know, they look at it and they're like, "Man, that's kind of expensive to mess up on." Yeah, yeah. No, it's completely true, and 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 we understand that, and. Um, that's like one of our main things is like always like trying to show people, like you pretty much already know how to cook this. You know, the only real steps that you have to do that, you know, separate stocks from a lot of other meats is you get, you have to score the skin properly and you have to, you have to, if, if you're, you know, cooking in a pan, you need to, um, take out that rendered duck fat as it cooks. And if you're cooking on a grill, you need to like take a careful look at, at where your heat's coming from because so much fat comes off that, you know, you can, uh, burn one of these things very very quickly so let me ask you this for somebody who's never had duck before and i'm not talking about myself but for somebody who's never had <laughs> that duck flavored before how would you explain duck flavor to something like it, when you guys are out there and talking to your talking to potential new clients and doing all that kind of stuff and they come up to you and they're like listen i've never eaten duck before what can i expect so you know we always say that this that muar duck breast our Miller duck breast tastes like a nice steak with a rich duck flavor twist and kind of that duck flavor. Um, you know, you get like this beefiness that everyone is familiar with. 
the duck flavor is kind of like this very subtle richness that is hard to explain if you haven't tried it, but it, it kind of just, it like almost amplifies the, the familiarity of it um, into like an even richer um, result is, is the best way I can describe it, I guess. Um, I feel like if people have had duck fat, they can relate to that more because they've probably like tried it on potatoes or something like that and compared it to cooking potatoes with olive oil. Um, but yeah, there's this extra subtle subtleness to the flavor that's, that's, you know, um, kind of hard to describe unless you don't, uh, try it, but I would say it's, it's kind of like a flavor enhanced meat to me. I, I think it's just, it, I, I think duck is a little bit more richer. It has, yeah, it has definitely. more of that flavor. It has more of that robust flavor. Like you said, it's, it's very similar to beef. Yeah. Very, yeah. very similar. But like, and, and then, you know, and then, but the, but it's still like for domesticated duck, like Mueller duck breast, it still is mild. Like you're not going to get, um, that gaminess that, you know, people who don't like gaminess are afraid of, 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 of tasting, which so, I can, I can understand. So now what are the different types of duck that people can buy? So, um, if you're in the U S, uh, and you have duck at a restaurant or anywhere, it's almost always going to be a Pekin duck. Um, and then there's a second duck called a Muscovy, which is a lot less common, but certainly more readily available than Muar duck. And, and, uh, the Muar duck, um, what, what we, uh, offer at duck char is a hybrid between a Pekin and a Muscovy. And it kind of gets the best of both worlds. It has, the Muscovy has like a bolder flavor. Um, but it still has like kind of a mild finish that it gets from the Pekin and the Muscovy is a lot bigger of a duck, um, than a Pekin is. And that's one of the reasons that, um, a Muar duck breast is so large. So, um, yeah, you've got Pekin, Muscovy, uh, Pekin, very common Muscovy, not very common, but you can find it maybe at like, um, some butchers who put, um, you know, who have customers who are interested in some, in some different cuts of, of meat than a typical one. And then, Moulard, which is what we have, um, and that's you know not really anywhere. So, okay, and you know it's funny because like that that's not, that that brings up another issue, which is that um, you know most people don't even know there are different kinds of ducks. Like besides duck hunters, like they think a duck is a duck is a duck. Um, so even like yeah, exactly. <laughs> so even like te- we we've had you know we've had people who you know like a wild duck that's one of the most the most commonly hunted like wild duck is a mallard and we've had like you know people contact us and be like are you talking about mallard ducks and we're like moulard and and it's it's kind of confusing i will say um (laughs) we've definitely been at like different food events and had people approach us and ask us if we're talking about mallard ducks and we always kind of have to explain the difference and um you know, before we got into this, I did not know that there are all these different kind of ducks that people. I did not added, actually. So. I did not know that at all. So I actually learned that. Um, now, when you guys do, you get do you get a lot of people that like will try your product, like hunters that try your product, and they're like tastes a little different. Um, yeah, I mean, we've we've had we've had we went on like a we went on a radio show once in St. Louis. And we had a bunch of hunters on, and they loved it, but they were all they were like. Oh, we've never tried anything like this. And you know, what was funny is that they never, um, really even eat like farm raised duck. They're always eating wild duck. So, um, it was kind of cool to see that they liked it so much. Um, but we've definitely had a good amount of hunters who have given it a try, who I guess wanted to try something different. And that's kind of cool to see that they enjoy it too. Now, and they're always like, you know, 
very happy with the size of of these duck breasts because you there's just a lot more to work with because you know like hunted duck breasts are tiny most okay. of the time um so there's you know like I, i've had it a bunch of times and usually they're really really small pieces immediately least the experiences i've had so that kind of gives you limited uh cook times and cooking options now let me ask you this question um what does the farm raised duck kind of eat do they kind of uh, so keep them on a natural diet? Yeah, so they'll they'll they're raised on corn. Okay. Um, and I think that's pretty. I'm, I'm not. Sure, I don't. You know, I don't know as much about pecan farming, but I believe those are all raised on on vegetarian corn diets too. Okay. Okay. That's just you know I, that that just kind of popped up into my head, just being like, well, what's the difference in their diet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. So, so, but I don't know. I've, I've always liked, you know, I've always liked all different kinds of duck, but, um, I guess, you know, one of the things that really drew us to this was that it was just like, I always liked eating Pekin duck and I, I had a lot in the past, but, uh, it was, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really good, but the kind of this duck being so differentiated and kind of having these like steak vibes to me is what always kind of stood out about it. So now one of the things that you guys also started doing is you guys make a duck rub. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And that's called smoke something. And it's funny, you know, when I was talking about like the bet, the most, you know, when I tell people like, what's the first way you should try it, you should pan sear it with salt and pepper. Yeah. When we originally started this company, we wanted it to be like, you know, as easy as possible to, to enjoy it. So we're like salt and pepper, sear it on the grill or in a cast iron skillet, um, you know, to, to a medium rare finish. But um, the more we like, you know, interacted with the barbecue community, we had all these people who were like, well, what's the best rub for this? And I had, Josh and I had both been using a rub that we just came up with a long time ago for smoking it. And that was kind of like, uh, the, the origin of, of getting it out to people because people want it, um, you know, to do something more with it. Okay. I, I just think it's really cool that you guys kind of, I, there's nobody that offers a duck rub because it's not huge. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, and it's, and especially for people who want to smoke it, it's just kind of fun because they can just like get our rub, put it on and you get like an awesome, awesome result. It's just, it's, it's really excellent cooked together. So how, when did you guys release that rub? Um, I think we released that rub a little over a year ago. Okay. And it's been yeah. doing good. People are really yeah, really yeah, it's, it really it's well. been doing great. Yeah, most people like to order it with, especially folks in the barbecue community, um, and they keep ordering it. So we're happy with that, and have gotten really good feedback from people so far. So that's been kind of cool. Hey, that's not um, not a bad thing. Yeah, and especially with all the good rubs that are out there, it, it, uh, it's nice to know that people uh, approve of of the way you, that you think it's best to enjoy it. So what they want to do. Yeah, but then, you know, we've had, like, other people who, like, you know, we had a, a customer who became a friend, um, like, make duck pastrami and, and, you know, some other people who have made um, some other cured dishes and duck bacon. And that's been really cool to see what people will do with it. Duck bacon, tell me more. Yeah, so the duck bacon, um, you'll cure it for about, like, 8 to 10 days. Okay. Um, uh, a dry cure, just like in the fridge, and then... Mm-hmm. Um, smoke it for about an hour, uh, and then, um, you'll leave it out in the fridge overnight. We have the recipe on our site, but, um, you'll just like pre-slice it after that and you can keep it in the fridge and, 
and I like to make it in the oven. I think it comes out best because it's, it's a little easier to handle um, cooking-wise, but it's incredible. I've made many uh, duck BLTs with it. That sounds fantastic. Like, I just hate you right now. <laughs> like I, I just, that just sounds so fantastic. Yeah, like, it really it, it just um, it's good. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> mainly because I know what duck fat tastes like, and I know what pork yeah. fat tastes like, and I know what pork bacon tastes like, and I've never had duck bacon, so now I'm yeah. Like, and you also have that kind of smokiness yeah. that gets cooked into it for, for, and then you you have that for breakfast, and it's like. It has like these hints of barbecue, but it's also you know like typical breakfast bacon, which is nice. And it it's like not like turkey bacon or something. Sandwich there, yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, yeah, it's so good. And it has like you know it still has a lot of like you'll you'll cut it like long ways on the duck breast to get those slices. So they'll they'll still have like a really decent layer of fat on them the because when you make this duck nice bacon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you don't you don't render out any of that fat when you make it. You don't score the skin, so it all is like trapped in there, and then. It all gets released when you cook it, and, and it's not a bad idea to throw your eggs and what's left after you finish cooking the bacon. Okay, hold on. Whoa, that's the game changer. Yeah. <laughs> that's fan- I mean, duck pastrami also sounds pretty good, but duck bacon, holy yeah, it's, game. It's awesome. It's awesome. Which one? Who thought of that? I've never heard of that. Um, we had a, a customer who was the first person who made it. And we, we have his recipe up on our website. Um, and you can shout him out we, if you want, if they're, if they're on Instagram and all that stuff, you can definitely shout him out. Yeah. Oh, so if his name's Adam Goliath. It's Goliath grills. Awesome. Yeah. That is, I mean, that is fantastic guys. Go follow him. If you guys want to go check out some of his crazy duck bacon, apparently this man's a genius. Yeah, I uh, agree. I would, I would certify him as a genius too. <laughs> <laughs> I would never have thought of making bacon with it, but yeah, it makes you know, sense. That, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And that's like the cool thing is like, you know, sometimes like we've spent a lot of time obviously thinking about duck breast and cooking duck breast probably more than anybody. And, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes you just need like, um, kind of like an outside mind. Cause I never even like really considered that. I was always trying to like think what's the easiest way, like what's the best way to like get people to, to enjoy this, you know, without, messing it up the first time. And then well, you've got I think, people I think like Adam who are going that, out there and making stuff like that. I think you, um, you're looking at the overall consumer and what he's right. looking at is how do I take it from, from level a to level B to C, And then how do I elevate it even further? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think what, what people are starting to do, and I had this conversation with another person earlier and um, it clicked today, and it made sense. Uh, the older generation of cooks were all about the cookbook, right? And yeah. When I say like, I mean like the real chefs, not 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 like your home cooks, but real chefs. They had cookbooks, and they were reading cookbooks, and they were and, and they they'd read them. But at the same time, they would go back through cookbooks to get new ideas, right? They were looking at pictures and looking at the stuff and saying, okay, that's really cool. Uh, basic recipe really fast. How can I change this to make this my own? Uh, I, 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 I'm a firm believer right now, and I think that Instagram is starting to become the new chef cookbook. Yeah, 
I can see what you're saying there. There's so much inspiration out there. You start seeing what other people are doing, and you don't necessarily always get the recipe. So it's not like a cookbook in the sense that, hey, I'm going to get the fine-tooth comb recipe that's been worked out. You know, all the kinks have been worked out of. But I got the inspiration, and how do I make it my own? How do I take it to the next level? How do I take what I see in that photograph and make a dish here? And I think that with what with your guys' product, people can push the limits because they're they're using a different protein to create something that most people haven't played with. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's I think that's that's probably like you're really hitting the nail on the head there. That's like one of the most fun parts of, of like working with a new protein that you can do like familiar, more familiar cooking methods um, yeah. with, you know? Well, it's, I, I understand what the duck's going to do. How do I have fun with it? And yeah, exactly. It, it's a dangerous thing. I mean, dude, we're all fucking temporarily insane. Uh, anyone that cooks either professionally or um, for the weekend warriors out there, most of them are pushing, pushing the limits further and further. And then they're making, the professional cooks push even harder. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, like, you know, you see what people are doing, like their final product, but who knows how long it took them to actually get that. You don't get to see those parts, you know? Well, Oh yeah. I mean, you don't see the 700 mess ups. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I think that's one of the, that's one of the sad things. That's what I think people should post more of. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, because this whole overnight success thing is just whatever. Um, People don't understand the, well, well, how long have you been cooking? Well, I messed up on this dish 800 times until I got this photograph. Yeah, or exactly. Until I, until I cooked it to perfection or to where I liked it. And I still wasn't perfect with it. And I still wasn't happy with it. And I'm still, I'm still fine to, you know, fine routining it. And yeah. I think yeah. That's the hard yeah. There's a lot of hard work people. in between that, you know, gets overlooked when, especially when it comes to cooking for people and. And that's kind of unfortunate, I think. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of things that get looked over for you guys as a company, I'm sure, where people are like, oh, you're, you're awesome. You're great. You're here. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but we didn't start here. We didn't start at, you know, at, at level 80. We started at level one. Yeah, or maybe level negative five. <laughs> or, or negative, yeah, you know what I mean? And the, the hard work and all that stuff that went into it, you didn't see that. Yeah, that's nuts. That's a good point. Now, have you guys thought about going international, or is that is that just still not on the table? Uh, I mean, in the future, we'd certainly be interested in that. But like right now, we're pretty just focused on. We think there's like a lot of a lot of growth for the U.S. market, and you know, there's a lot of appeal to Americans, and we're you know still enjoying like finding new people uh, who are excited about it. So for now, we're we're staying stateside, but I I wouldn't mind that in the future. Very very cool. Very cool. I think it's I think it's fantastic what you guys are doing. I think uh, I think you guys are um, you guys are definitely a trailblazer in the sense that people don't understand duck. Yeah, yeah. And, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's fun. And, and and the other fun part is that like you know we're kind of along for the ride too. Like talking about these different things that customers come up with. You know, it's kind of like a back and forth learning experience, which makes it um, I think a lot more enjoyable for us. Oh, I think I think it's fantastic. Um, I, I just think that mo I think, I think the customer just needs the education. Yeah, exactly. Cause you know, I always think back like, like how excited we were about trying this when, when we, when we first had it and, and then to see like, you know, random people who I never thought I would have interacted with trying it and getting really excited about it. And not only, 
enjoying it the way I liked it, but also teaching me new things about it. It's pretty, pretty cool. Man, I, I think I think it's fantastic. I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us, chatting barbecue and chatting duck. Um, so I like to kind of end our podcast in a kind of a cool way. If you could give, if you could take all your knowledge that you have right now about cooking duck, and go back to when you first started with the product, what are three tips you would give yourself to shorten that learning curve? Who, um. Okay, I think the three tips uh, for getting really good at cooking it would be number one, um, not the most exciting thing, but scoring it. Um, you just can't emphasize this enough that you have to score duck properly um, because people get really excited about you know the crispiness that you can finish it with, but um, that like takes like a careful step at the beginning. Um, I think. Uh, the second thing would probably be, I, I wish at the beginning I had been more, um, kind of experimental with it. So, uh, sometimes I'm like, man, I wish like with the duck bacon thing and stuff like that, I wish I'd not that I had thought about it myself personally, but that I had been more like open to trying it in a lot of different, um, kind of like cooking methods with it. Okay. Um, and probably third would be, Hmm, that's tough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it just goes back to I wish I, I, I probably wish at the beginning I'd had more fun with it. And I, I was very like, you know, serious, like what is, you know, uh, methodical about everything. And, and and you know, like when you're really passionate about like a certain type of food or something, sometimes you can I wouldn't say you make it not fun, but y- you enjoy it more when you're a little like more laid back and, and open to, to learning. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, I think I've gotten better at those things now, but at the beginning, I was—I uh, I definitely had some some uh, challenges that I was self-inflicting on myself. <laughs> so, man, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. If you can do me a favor, tell tell all of our listeners where they can follow you guys online, um, all your social medias, and all that kind of fun stuff. Where they can follow okay, your story. Okay, cool. So, um, you guys can can get us at duckchart.com, D-U-C-K-C-H-A-R.com, and that's. Uh, where you can order duck, we ship everywhere across the continuous U.S. Except, you know, that 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 those exceptions are Alaska and Hawaii. Uh, on Facebook, it's just Duck Char, and on Instagram, it's at Duck Char. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We had a well, great time. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Man, awesome. Hopefully, we catch up with you soon. Absolutely.